0: There's a unique combination of heaven and hell in the story behind the carnival and Mardi Gras celebrations that invigorate many communities in the Old World and the New this time of year. One of the most elegant versions of carnival is found in Venice. Its origins are believed to date to a 12th-century victory party. And in more recent centuries, the carnival of Venice has become famous for its ornate masks. For a look at how the Venetians are celebrating, we're joined by local guide Stacy Gaboni. Stacy, welcome.
1: Grazie, Rick. Buongiorno.
0: Buongiorno. So tell us, uh, what is Carnival in Venice?
1: Carnival is a very big party. I know we like to maybe associate it with uh, Mardi Gras. New Orleans, I think, might mm-hmm. be our biggest one in the United States. It's that period before Lent where everyone just lets loose. And in carnival, a carnival in Venice is specifically so, so first famous. first
0: of all, Lent is when you have to have austerity, you're yes. fasting, giving up things as you prepare for Easter.
1: Be the sort of our hedonistic yes. debauchery so period just a, prior a, a to that. Human
0: needs kind of thing. Okay, get one it out big of your party. System. Okay, get it
1: out of your system, and then behave yourself.
0: I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so
1: I think carnival has become so well known, the Venetian carnival. Particularly because we are an island where the masks, the idea of using masks to disguise yourself from your neighbors is something sometimes I'd like to actually <laughs> incorporate year-round. It's not like you can walk out your front door to go to work with your coffee mug in hand, get in your car, and maybe you still have your slippers on or something because yeah. your high heels are in the back seat. You don't have that luxury in Venice. You walk out your front door, you run smack into you know, knows 20 people happening. that you know. And that, I think the... The popularity of the Venetian mask wearing went on and on and on, basically because of that proximity that we have in this particular city. There's a lot of historical references that we could talk about, I guess. With there's also
0: of, just this heritage of, this is a time when you had, a, originally back in, in the 1700s, you have so many constraints on people, uh, so many classes. I mean, you belong in this strata, you belong in that strata. This During took Carnival, away. everybody is every strata. There are Equality. no rules. There is anonymity. You put on that mask, and what happens in the Venice stays in The anonymity is key. Venice.
1: Exactly.
0: So today, as travelers, if we come to Venice during Carnival... Come I, with in, your party shoes on. Okay, so it's a, I, I would imagine... From a classic carnival point of view, it's become a little bit of just a a frat party, or perhaps cliche, maybe,
1: and some avenues it could be.
0: On the other hand, it's a colorful and fun time to be in Venice. What's your strategy for enjoying carnival in Venice?
1: I think the best strategy would be to embrace the fact that you're going to be in a city uh, of that size on a special holiday. Everywhere you go, you're going to find people dressed up. Whether it's not like Halloween costume dressing up, it's elegant. There's gorgeous costumes, full regala. Palace parties—it's the greatest people-watching period of the year, perhaps.
0: You're inundated with tourists during this period, but in Venice, is the population going up or down? Down. It's going down. Fewer and fewer people actually living yes. in this pretty difficult place to to live day in and day there's out.
1: A, there's a new look to the fabric of the local Venetian. Yeah. I, I mean. We're much more multicultural than we were. I think it's sort of like a flux. Once upon a time, it was a very multicultural city back in the day. So
0: I understand a lot of Asians and a lot of Russians are buying up small businesses. This is all true. And sometimes it's a front force. It's a way to, um, what do you call it, wash your, your illegal money from Russia. Apparently, yeah. So we'll find that different flavor in Venice, but there still is uh, a substantial community of people who consider themselves true, Venetian.
1: There are true Venetians, and those people have lived generations, generations still living in their family palaces and everything.
0: And do they celebrate carnival, or they just roll their eyes and say this is a good time to get out of town?
1: I think a lot of them get go skiing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The Venetians tend to go to the certain beach in the summer and the certain mountain in the winter, right. so they they sort of stick with their sestiere. But back to the carnival and what you could do as a, as a tour. During that uh-huh. time is is I would come prepared to participate. I think that's the best way to enjoy it. I'm not going to recommend renting a thousand dollar costume in a thousand euro costume. You in can the actually city. do that. Yes, there sir. Are you costume can. Shops. There are some famous costume shops. Brilliant, beautiful traditional wear. But you know, you could always make your own at home, or perhaps rent something here. And so
0: the people with lots it. of money who have the over the top parties at home—they're the ones to s- spend a thousand euros and prance around town with these well, wild and Casanova private, outfits,
1: private boat transport, and these oh, palaces. Yeah. The palaces. Back to those families who, for generations, lived in these palaces, you know, it's it's big business to rent out your palace for a private party. And that happens all over the city.
0: Because there are these, like, there's probably a glut of private palaces available for rent.
1: Absolutely. This is also seen with the um, the Biennale that we have, these, these art and architecture events. But during the carnival, if you get online and you're thinking about coming over to see us and you want to participate and and see the parades of the costumes and the boats that go down and the flying of the angel and whatnot, then you should maybe invest and go into one of these private parties. You can buy tickets online. There's a grand range from 150 a night to, you know, 1,500. That's great.
0: So if you want to actually partake and not just wander on the street and Mm -hmm. feel like you're all dressed up and taking selfies, but actually connect, you could actually get tickets to one of these uh, fancy palazzo balls. Come (laughs)
1: come with your friends, you know, make it a group event. Organize what you think you want to do. And Mm -hmm. and I, I think it's, a very special way to celebrate
0: this is travel with Rick Steves I'm I'm talking with Stacy Gaboni who's uh, um, married into Venice she's lived there 15 years we're talking about carnival and specifically carnival in Venice so Stacy generally Carnival is before Lent and yes. Lent is the 40 days leading up to Easter yes and we think of carnival as uh, the the big Mardi Gras party and and so on, and that's kind of what we're talking about here. It's
1: slightly different, but it's the same 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 period. (laughs) Same sort
0: of period and (laughs) same kind of chant to let the society vent Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. buckling down. If we're a tourist in Venice, just take us on a, a little walk. What events are there going to be in the squares? What might we smell? What might we eat? Mm-hmm. What might we do?
1: There's always, an, uh, the Comune prints out an agenda of events and festivals and things that they're providing for the city. And you'll be able to find that online each year mm-hmm. to make your plans, because obviously the period before Lent changes. It's not always a fixed mm-hmm. a fixed dates. One of the favorite things I like to do to watch the children is over in Campo San Polo is the ice skating rink. They they make a, a small little, they fill in a small area of this big campo and all the kids come and put on these little skates and mm. and play. And it's sort of, you ice know. Ice skating
0: in Venice. Ice skating in oh, Venice. Isn't it. that
1: funny? Not, not on the Grand Canal or anything. No. <laughs> but they make this nice little rink. And the other thing that we do during this period is eat a lot of fritelle. These fried donut balls covered in sugar. The entire city has that oh, perfume of These are kind of like
0: beautiful donut holes.
1: They're like beautiful donut holes yeah. and slightly larger. Some <laughs> have raisins. Some have a little liqueur in them. Wow, they're oh. addictive. I have to, you know, one a day. <laughs> and what, what would
0: be the, the drink of choice during Carnival? Uh,
1: well, I, I think the drink of choice in Venice, I know that we talk a lot about the spritz, uh-huh. uh, but I am lean more towards the Prosecco, a nice the, glass of bubbly white that's wine. That's sort of the
0: Italian champagne.
1: It is, it's, and it comes from the Veneto region, so it's specifically a good place to have that in Venice, and it goes down nicely with a fritelle.
0: Now, Italy has had a struggle with the economic crisis in recent years. Has that really had an impact on on how um, royally the carnival festivities yes, are, are? Absolutely, put
1: out? absolutely. How so? Um, well, like like you've said, I've been there fifteen years this summer, and in years past, there's been big concerts in San Marco, and they often had fireworks things like that. We did have them for New well, Year's, but a we've had to cut bit... back on some of that. Yeah, when the government
0: says we don't have money for this school or, or that park or this public transportation service anymore and then they spend a lot of money on fireworks, people might go, "Hey, yeah. this is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Stacy Gaboni and we're talking about Carnival in Venice. Stacy, let's just uh, wrap up this conversation mm-hmm. with your favorite carnival memory uh, in the last 10 or 15 years in Venice that you're comfortable talking about in public."
1: Okay. <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> Given Venice's right, reputation. Right, exactly. I,
1: I think this is rather appropriate. My favorite one um, was really in the early days. I think it was 2002 or 3 I'm not really sure. An artist friend of mine invited me to go to a erotic poetry reading. An I erotic I, I, poetry I, reading. Nice. I, I dabble in hmm. wordsmithing. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought it was just a small get-together during carnival in a private home. No, it was the festival of Giorgio Baffo, the famous erotic poet from like the 17th century. In Campo San Maurizio, every year during carnival, people get up on stage in full attire and read in Venetian dialect their erotic poetry. Absolutely wonderful.
0: I didn't know that was a genre of Venetian poetry.
1: Quite a character, this Giorgio Baffo. You can check him out online as well. Um, this event goes, it's been going on for a very long time in different forms, but in contemporary times, and was probably... always during carnival. And I got up on stage, this American chick from Jersey, (laughs) read my poem in English, (laughs) and was presented with a small wooden hand-painted penis pin as a gift for my participation.
0: What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Carnival, you, I'm sure you'll have surprises when you have the uh, the gumption to get in there and... Uh, and,
1: and participate. And, in,
0: and if you happen to be in Venice during Carnival, what happens at Carnival stays in Venice in Carnival. stays in Carnival in <laughs> Venice. Stacey Gavoni, thank you for sharing your favorite memory of Carnival in Venice.
1: <laughs> Grazie, Rick. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Travel as a political act adds meaning to the journey. And Rick Steves' best-selling country, city, and pocket guidebooks cover every corner of Europe. To learn more, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.